0: Hello and welcome to the Wrestling Headlines AEW Dynamite Review. My name is Matt Mayer, aka M, and I am joined by James Boyd of One Nation Radio to talk about Dynamite, MJF, New Japan versus AEW, Hoshi Tanahashi. <laughs> There's so much to talk about from this episode. First off, James, how are you doing? Welcome to the show.
1: I'm good, man. Um, a lot of wrestling this past weekend, but uh, aside from the first two hours of Double or Nothing, it's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> so I covered Double or Nothing for uh, for this website uh, or via Aftershock immediately after the show went off air. So I was watching it live, which for me is very, very early. And I think the the phrase I used was, there was a lot of really, really good wrestling on that show. Like an incredible amount. However, it also exhausted me. <laughs> I was done. <laughs> With an hour or two left, I was exhausted. I, I didn't want any more. Even though... Because I can't remember which one it was. As one of the matches, and I realised, oh god, there's like three matches left. I am mentally gone. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. But uh, then those last three matches are all incredible. Now, I was thinking, was it the was it Britt Baker Ruby Soho? I don't Britt know. If... Britt
1: Baker, Britt Baker Ruby Soho was like. Uh... Oh, I know. Was like it was basically like the end of the two hour mark. Yeah,
0: it was actually the um, uh, six on six: uh, Sammy Guevara, Tay Conti, and Kaz versus Men of the Year. Yeah, that's, that the, was, that's when I yeah, realized that was it. the
1: last. That was the last of it. Was like, yo, what has happened? <laughs> like, cause that was like about like by the time they ended, it was like two hours in, like probably like fifteen minutes into the show, mm. and I was like, yo, this. If, if this were not AEW that had put on, like, two and a, you know, two and mm-hmm. a quarter hours of, of this level of wrestling, like, we would be killing WWE for this. <laughs> and, like, and, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm watching, I'm just like, yo, this has to have turned around. Otherwise, like, someone would have went out of their way besides me just, like, avoiding, um, <laughs> besides just avoiding, like, uh, the rest of the world to not find out about the quality of the show before I saw it. But, like if it had been, like, that bad for four straight hours, someone would have went, Rich would have, like, when I was waiting, been like, yo, like, I, this is over. <laughs> you know, so many people act so hyperbolic at like, everything is referendum on, like, whether or not the company's going to survive. If they, like So, like, they've never had a bad pay-per-view. They've had pay-per-views that um, weren't great, and, like, this is, a, this is a bottom half of AEW's pay-per-view, you know, pay-per-views historically, but, like, if if it were really that bad to where like the second half of the show didn't rebound around it, like people, you know, Richard went out of his way and been like, you know, it would I don't know. I don't know how the conversation went, but he would have been like, "Yo, this sucked. This sucked. This sucked." You, you're gonna see it for yourself and let you know this sucked while you watch it. So, like, him not going out of his way to tell me that like this was awful while I was watching halfway through, I was like, "Okay, it's gonna turn around at some point." Yeah. Luckily, it did. The second half of the yeah. show was great. It really was.
0: It was like, it's, it's quite generally like after that three-on-three match I was talking about, oh my God, O'Reilly the match and, is... A, yeah, yep, the... Uh, O'Reilly of Derby. Yes. And the Anarchy in the Arena, which I thought also was absolutely yep. fantastic. Um yes. I saw uh, Rich tweeting, like, playing the music like the New Jack, and I was like, yes! <laughs> I <I'm> saying yes. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Um, people said they caught Jericho's wig slipping. I didn't know he was wearing a wig. Apparently he's got a bald spot. <laughs> so I don't... I don't know if that people seeing things and not that I for me mean, not exactly what was happening, <laughs> but apparently his bald spot was very visible during that show, which might explain this it show was. <laughs> tonight yep. might be explained. <laughs> it's like oh, he might not have a choice in this matter. Let's actually make an angle out of it. <laughs> his stuff. Yeah. Uh, yep. but, like, like, yeah. Like,
1: look, the 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 women's hair <laughs> versus hair match is always more dramatic than the men's. Hmm. <laughs> They always are,
0: and And that's the reason why.
1: Like, oh, it's time for him to go anyway. He's he's losing it. It's time for him to come home anyway.
0: I like the um. I remember when it was Baron Corbin. I remember there were just so many people like uh, Simon Miller. was it on uh, YouTube? Just like, come on over, come on over, Baron. (laughs) Like, it's okay, it's okay. (laughs) Like, let it go, let it go. It's just gonna get worse. Yeah, like you you see this. Like, welcome to
1: the members. We've been waiting.
0: Uh, uh, and for there's a slight moment in time where people were like, "Yeah, bold Corbin, it works," and then they this character broke him, so it didn't matter. It's <laughs> like, <So>, oh well, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's been, again, it's been a while since I've uh, done a show with James, so it kind of makes sense to just actually force direction. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. Yeah. So the topic, the thing to talk about. So uh, the little joke I did at the start was just to show how much was on this show. And I put a tweet out just saying that, like, there is so much on this show that the fact that they announced CM Punk versus Hiroshi Tanahashi is, like, third on my list. <laughs> it's like, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> That's proven incredible dynamite. <laughs> it's just like, that is a generational dream match. Like, two, the two biggest guys from 2013, 14, I guess 15. Like, technically, Punk was still that massive of a name, even when he wasn't wrestling. Hmm. He lasted in the zeitgeist yeah. for years. But yeah, yeah, Tanahashi versus Punk, they are the two biggest names of that generation. And the fact we're getting that match is absolutely huge. And I feel like th- their styles of gel really was again as well. That said, that's not what people are talking about. No, 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 Nor is it the fact that they announced Blood and Guts <laughs> to follow up an absolutely fantastic Anarchy in the Arena match. Let's put all of those guys in Blood and Guts. And that's happening this month. No, is it uh, early next month, actually? early July. Uh
1: I think it's early July. It's yeah. the, it's the um show show out in Detroit in um where the Detroit Pistons play.
0: Yeah, Yes. Little
1: Caesars it. Arena, yeah.
0: Yeah, so there yeah, so that's coming like round the corner. <laughs> but what people are talking about is the did we see a promo on the level of CM Punk's pipe bomb? If not better has been in the conversation. MJF came out a big old blurring the lines promo. First off, James, do you think this rivals <laughs> CM Punk pipe bomb promo? Is this even like the right conversation to be happening, given the completely different context <laughs> they happened in? I guess.
1: Yeah. Um. So for me, I can't speak to this as far. I'm. I'm this one will speak on. As far as how well it was executed, um, in tying in frustration, legitimate frustration from backstage into putting it out for the fans to, uh take in and then take it however they want to. I think there, I think there is something to be said about it being, um, maybe not on that level, because we don't know how, you know, the lasting power of it. Because, um, you know, like the pipe bomb leads us to where we are now covering AEW. But um, as far as do, doing the thing of, there's a legitimate frustration, people know about it, bringing it to the forefront to where like, almost is inescapable now. And then the company also being okay with it being out there. I think it, it there's there's something to be said about the to the uh comparison for me the part where it's so similar i can't ignore the similarities and therefore like i'm just like it's, it's almost similar to seeing sam punk you know do all these bret hart matches right it was like i i saw that live when it happened i can't ignore that i've already saw this stuff i appreciate you know this the where it's coming from but i I, I kind of give my points for the originality of it happening before. Um, but like, it is interesting. It is interesting. And I think the thing that's interesting is like, I don't know where the hell we go from here.
0: It's uh, I feel, and I, I would say that that exact, those exact same words in a positive light is like, oh my, like, where do we go from here? Like, oh my God. And it just screams that they, they do know. Or it's as simple as Tony, This might be a bit of a secret, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but Tony Khan is a bit of a nerd, (laughs) and he (laughs) absolutely loves doing his own versions of moments from the past that he's absolutely nerded over. (laughs) He thinks it's absolutely amazing. One of those things is the pipe bomb. This is Tony Khan's attempt to do his own version and it's mixed together with Brian Pillman, the loose cannon, as well. It was kind of mixed into this. I, I guess closer to the the WCW con, <laughs> that massive thing really worked into this. Like M- MGF mm-hmm. is the perfect kind of guy as well to really kind of embody that loose cannon idea as well. Uh, but yeah, he put all he put all of that together in one little thing, and it's just that thought of like one of the biggest criticisms with the pipe bomb was they did it. And then it got a huge amount of reaction. It built to Money in the Bank, which is uh, one of the regarded as like an all-time great pay-per-view from WWE. Yep. yep. But then after that, there wasn't really a clear direction. (laughs) And suddenly he gets brought back within a month. There was that promise of, imagine CM Punk with this title going around the indies like he promised he would in that promo. Like a little bit of foreshadowing, you then see it happen. And then he comes back. There wasn't really any time. He just suddenly, he just came back. And with John Cena, who'd been champion for a couple weeks, it's like ah, it's not got the same weight it would have had. What if? (laughs) What if he, uh, Tony Khan, had the chance to do this right? As in, you actually have a plan and direction, and you go for it. Um, And that before I came on, it'd come out that MGF has been like removed from the uh, roster list on AEW.com. There's lots and lots of little details they're doing correctly, like they're going in on this. (laughs) <laughs> like the second he walks out in this show, really the second they promoted him was like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah, I-, I can comfortably sit here and know this is a this is a storyline type thing in my TV box. I I can get I can just sit down and enjoy this. But the little touches they're doing to try and make it feel real. It's great. <laughs> and apparently as well that they there aren't any images from the MJF match. So like, they uploaded a tweet, I think, of, of it, and then very quickly took it down. There's nothing on their YouTube channel. Uh, to the press, they or like websites that do stuff wrestling. They'll release a kind of app uh, full of the images from the show taken the, by their professional photographers. There are no images of MJF within that <laughs> image pack for the press. <laughs> like, Loads and loads of tiny little details to make it seem like this is a thing that the... Uh, people in charge the man in the back isn't happy that happened therefore we're pretending it didn't happen but like the commentators immediately afterwards didn't say anything just back to the show <laughs> continue it's like it never happened I was like oh, I love this <laughs> all these tiny little details oh they they add up it's like I say for the, with the CM Punk angle it's the little things that bring it down like after Money in the Bank so all those little things with this it's only been one episode but there's so many little things <laughs> I'm just like Oh, this is great. If this is the direction we're going in, I like. The good news is as well, like it's all speculation and it will stay that for a while, because there is no MGF there. Like it's great, <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless I'm just reading too much into it, because uh, I, I just settled down so comfortably after watching this. It's like, oh no no yeah, this is just this is just a thing on TV. It's just entertainment now. It's fine. Whatever problems there were, I, that's, they must have been rehashed. Cool i can get in i can get invested now unless they've completely worked me <laughs> because <But, laughs> it screamed a shoot that got twisted into a work afterwards <laughs> if my um, around it, yeah
1: well as far as the part about um him being frustrated with uh, how much he's getting paid hmm. that at some point was legitimate right yeah um, now the stuff with MJF and I don't know how much, you know, MJF stuff you've ever, you know, watched outside of, you know, dynamite or whatever else, but like when he does interviews with people, oh, yeah. he's one of the rare he's one of the rare people that can cut get, or that can do interviews with a Sean Ross Sap or whoever else and do it in character and actually be entertaining. Most of the people that do that stink at it. Yeah. Like like when Jay White or Juice Robinson they do their, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do and all this it stinks. It's never it's not good. But MJF <laughs> yeah. is actually good at, at, you know, carrying over that stuff and uh so like he had he's planted seeds for a lot of that stuff. Like about a month or so ago, when he talked about like uh, when people were talking about Forbidden Door, he had did a interview, I think it was Sean Ross Sapp and talked about like he doesn't watch New Japan, he watches a bunch of old stuff. And that plays into his character of him basically, you know, pulling off Lawler and whatever mm. other shit he stole from Memphis or Mid South <laughs> or whatever else. Uh, so or not stole what crip whatever you want to call it. I, I'm not saying to be derogative. I'm saying he, he, let's say he sampled it, right? He sampled it. Um, so uh, when when he like when he mentioned like I don't like New Japan. These dummies are gonna you know concuss themselves by hitting each other too hard and dropping each other the head. Like when he, he he planted that seed so he could say that to to also shit on. Forbidden Door in a promo eventually, whether that was for you know whatever a program he was going to have at Forbidden Door, or in fact just using it because like this all led to this, or this eventually led to he needs to cut this promo where he's like crapping on the promotion and what the promotion mm-hmm. is doing and how he wants to be out the company or whatever else. Now, um, so I think I think that part of it is brilliant how he's tying it in. The part for me is like the same thing when what happens with uh what happened with the CM Punk pipe bomb. When you say all this stuff about this, you know the company would be better if this man were to be dead, or I'm the best because I'm the number two person in you know minute per minute draw. Like that stuff is kind of like okay, it's a work. Like you're saying stuff that like you wouldn't say if you if it actually were real. So like for me, like I I just couldn't mentally like it, I I mentally checked out because it's like ah, oh, I wish he I wish he hadn't said how sore he was. Mm. taking all these power bombs and then like minutes later talking about how New Japan is dumb because they drop people on their heads uh or whatever else later cause it's like and I'm a professional cause I don't dump people on my heads it's like is it real or is it not you know what I'm saying you're doing one <laughs> yeah, of yeah. those uh but whatever but, but whatever like it was fascinating to watch people wanna look over this and pour over this of what was real and Also, with what happened over the weekend, people want to look into, like, what was real or what feels real, what wasn't. And, and like, also, you know, we were talking off-air about this with, like, kind of this transition identity of AEW um, with the influx of NXT and WWE talent. Mm. And also part of with this New Japan Forbidden Door thing. Like, people are are, are, – there are going to be people that kind of want what they wanted, what they got out of AEW for, you know, the first three years of the company and are afraid of change. Um, even if it is, eventually might probably be for the better. Like they they're going to it's going to appeal to some people and be like, yeah, that's my that's you know rallying cry for this guy. My thing is like, I don't know if you want to be doing that with a heel, because <laughs> I have questions on how it's going to work. Like if you're going to turn a baby face, cool, but I also look at me and Rich talking about this, and I look at that uh, baby or that heel roster compared to the baby face roster, and it is shallow compared <laughs> to uh, the number of like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know high quality baby faces we have. Like, once you get past Jericho and MJF, like, name me another main event heel that's in the company right now.
0: Oh, he's... He, he's scraping in terms of, like, Adam Cole. Scorpio or, Sky. Scorp- yeah, there isn't, Adam, yeah. Adam
1: Cole. Adam, uh, Sammy Guevara. Hm. Uh, the, you know, because Kenny Omega's not around right now. It w- yeah. Kenny would obviously be the answer, but you know my point. Like, it's really, it's really thin right now compared hm. to, like... We got, we almost got like two dozen baby faces. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> like so, of them um, male, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So, uh, I, I, so for me, I'm looking at it like, uh, and I've always thought, and me and Rich talk about this a lot when it comes to because you know we're really big Bret Hart fans. Mm. Like, who doesn't love Bret Hart? Um, like, when Bret was convinced to turn heel, Vince basically sat him down and was like, "All right, you can say baby face are heel. is up to you, but this is a list of people you face." In programs, if you're a heel, this is a face, this is a list of programs you face if you're a baby face. And he mm. looked at it and he was like, Screw it, turn me heel. <laughs> um, yeah so so with um any you know, you able to make it work with the you know, only a hill in America, baby face everywhere else. Mm. But um when MJF is like <laughs> you need to stay heel my guy. <laughs> <laughs> You as a heel right now, so hmm. I'm so I'm interested. So it's interesting to see how it's going to work when he starts facing other guys, especially like if the program if it's set in place for him, basically like to be the WWE killer in a hmm. way, um like that's going to get him cheered to a certain set of the fans and him as a so it's going to be interesting to see how this all goes. How you you know like he's he's obviously a smart dude. He's obviously you know so I'm interested how he's going to and he also is like I think he's re- for insult. Almost like an insult comic. He's really good at knowing where the line is for, for more times than not. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm interested to see like how he toes all of this, or how he trees all together, along with Tony Khan and everyone else, and where this ends up. Because, like, could it be a main event angle? I'm not sure. Will it keep him relevant for now? Absolutely.
0: Oh yeah, it's, it's they can tell it's coming out of the show. It's the number one thing people are talking about. <laughs> it's hundred yeah. percent worked, and uh, for me as well, it's it's for me the best villains of right. Like when you hear them talk about certain things uh, in movies, TV shows, not life. <laughs> in in life, all villains suck. You're <laughs> all crap. <laughs> you horrible people. But with um, yeah, in yeah, the the best villains are kind of right with what they're saying, and so the hero has a bit of an inner conflict with the words they're actually talking about. They're just mm. a bit of a dick the way they go about it. <laughs> they're not going about it the best way. But the actual points, there's actually some weight to them, and. For me, this is what makes this MJF so compelling. <laughs> really, is like, is he wrong <laughs> anything he says in this promo? Like, it's it works so damn well because of that. And for me, this is the perfect kind of character for somebody who is a dick. <laughs> it's best way to put this MJF character. But over the course of time, people on the roster start going. It's not wrong though and that's how he gets people over to his side. Who that is, I don't know. Like, in my head I was trying to think, well, who could be this type of Chuck name T. that- T. Oh, someone like Chuck, Chuck e. T. <laughs> I was thinking higher- I'm mean, very,
1: I'm very hmm. Chuck e. T every time I, I get a chance. Like, I don't <laughs> know why. I'm an irrationally mean to that dude. He's a fine wrestler.
0: <laughs> that's, that also sounds like an insult. He's like, he's a fine wrestler. <laughs> I, uh...
1: <laughs> yes, because it almost it, it's like it's like this much nicer than saying he's a good hand, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's true. Uh, but I just think I uh, I just think he's a ta- he's a tag guy. I just think he's a tag mm. guy.
0: I mean, speaking of tag guys, like my that's <laughs> also an insult. That's also
1: an insult.
0: <laughs> you a I, team player? I don't know that's what
1: I, I I don't mean any ill will towards towards Chucky T. He trained <laughs> Ricochet. I'm just saying, like <laughs> there. I don't, I don't know how to get out of this outside of just moving on from there. Let's just move on from, <laughs> from, from like, giving all these you know,
0: passive-aggressive
1: hmm. slights to Chuck e. T.
0: So I was thinking somebody like Jungle Boy, who is currently tied mm-hmm. to a former WWE guy who's telling him to mm-hmm. stop being a loser, <laughs> essentially. If, if Christian were to turn heel, because the entire thing with this MJF kind of thing is they can leave him off for two, three, two, three months even. I don't know if they will. I don't know if it'd be that long, but maybe just have him off TV to at least after Forbidden Door. Just focus more on building that, at least.
1: But before, before we got to this, I thought that like MJF was needed for um, Forbidden Door because of the stuff he was saying about New Japan. Mm. Um, but now that he's said that, I mean you can still use him. But like if you were to say like, look, we got a pay per view in a month or whatever else, like screw that, move on. Mm. That's fine.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. Use all because they've got a massive amount of time to build from here to all out. Even if you want him on all out yeah. or whatever, but over the course of time, like in blood and, oh,
1: for the record, blood hmm. and guts is like the the dynamite right after uh, right after Forbidden Doors. So oh, please.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it'll be a nice little. I'm assuming it's gonna be a nice little exhibition for Moxley. Um, will he be the guy to face Osprey? I guess. Was, uh, it will make sense given yeah. what
1: it will make sense what happened at uh, Windy City Riot. Yeah. yeah, that's what
0: I was thinking. Uh, yeah, because uh, that was pretty much a teased idea. Uh, but anyway, yes, yeah. yeah, that's, that's a tangent. That's a tangent. But yeah, like in this promo, just the lines MJF says and the things in my head that he's setting up, the thoughts that he's dropping onto the roster that's listening. For me, that's something I want to see kind of happen here. Is mm-hmm. in the world of the of AEW Dynamite, the there were other wrestlers listening to that and the seeds have been sown an idea has been planted the other good thing with aw is they don't they sometimes they let things breathe out sometimes it's something that moves at a glacial pace aka julia hart <laughs> it's like that wasn't long term storytelling that was a story that took a long time to tell <laughs> that, that is not the same thing yeah that was
1: yeah. Dra- that yeah that was dragging his
0: feet and holding on because uh ray phoenix mm. you know dislocated his elbow yeah and it's it like, yeah, we, we got there eventually. But for me, they're also really, really good at telling a, telling a story over a long period of time and kind of sowing the seeds early on so you can see why a character would shift a certain way. Then they start sowing the seeds yeah. of characters shifting. And for me, this MJF promo, it feels like step one to something. Like who it sows the Could seeds be. for, I don't know. What, what angle is it kind of trying to hint at? Don't know. There's loads of different theories out there. People prophesizing a full blown AEW guys versus WWE guys that have come in kind of idea, Sown from. <gasps> <laughs> but th- don't forget like- the kind of fans nowadays with um like Marvel Civil War and things is in the consciousness. the voice of For me, it's uh putting the media we know onto the thing. It's like oh, there's a lot of I get a lot of Boss Baby vibes in this. <laughs> like is this that meme? It's just. Uh, uh, for me, it, um, it it sows the seeds for something, but it's it's cool to come up with ideas, but that they, I don't know what it could be, and that's the best thing about this. I just know it's something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, <laughs> and, I, and I really like that.
1: Yeah, I, I um, I don't know how you do a influx of NXT slash WWE guys versus um, versus AEW guys without like either one. It comes off like. You're doing your own spin of WCW versus NWO, but you're mm. making sure that, it, that WCW isn't like looked at as lame. <laughs> um, and 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 because the, then it turns into like, well, what about you know, same stuff that happened with Savage with with Sting in the baseball bat. Like in in, in Luger, it's like, are you going to turn? Are you going? Are you going to betray me? or Are you going to be you know, you're still just WCW or cool? Like, it's going to turn into like, all right, like, are these people been secretly see, sleeper cells? Like, it's John Moxie or or. <laughs> Or Jericho gonna turn and, and mm. join the, you know, the in this the equivalent of NWO in AEW, like you know what I'm saying, like so mm. they got to be cur- if they do do that, like it's interesting from a it's easy thing to do from a fantasy looking perspective, but I think you end up like getting yourself in a
0: bad situation. Oh, it's something where I'd only do it if it's you're taking the time to make the character decisions make sense for every single person involved. So mm-hmm. in my head, it's no more than four and four, type of situation. Keep it, don't keep it too breaching, or whatever. Don't don't have two different paths. And you sow the seeds for every single character. You take your <laughs> bloody time with it, otherwise it comes off of totally cheesy and corny. But if you if you take your time and you really plant your seeds uh, to, you make you really make the fans want to want it before you've really done anything. For me, that's the way to do this. Like as in like it takes so long that the blow off is maybe this time next year. Glacial in a good way because you have to plant yeah, all of the I, seeds first. Like it, it, yeah. there are no characters even in that state. <laughs> so I'm thinking well, quite far in the future.
1: Well, I kind of think that like if they were to do that, like it turns into like almost like not a whole show thing like NW mm. like like Nitro used to be, but like. It's going to be, like, multiple matches in, like, up and down the, uh, a big car, not, like, oh. just one, you know, blood and guts or oh, yeah. stadium stampede or in the arena match because, like, you know, like, clearly they're holding off whatever the hell they're going to do with the Young Bucks and Undisputed Elite and Adam Cole until Kenny Omega comes back. That's been a thing that's just been they've, – they've held off on Dragon funeral. That's why we haven't seen that much Young Bucks um, pretty much this revolution. Mm. Um, or throughout the whole year to be honest, compared to like last year, and obviously they're down cycling because like they were on top for so long, they have to do jobs to you know su- sustain and give back to you know eventually come back up eventually in a year, or eighteen months or whatever else. But um, yeah, I uh, you know, like if if it turns into some you know. <sighs> avengers versus x-men type of thing oh, yeah yeah I don't right <laughs> if, if, <laughs> yeah. if it does turn, if it does eventually turn into that like it can't i don't think it can just be one match and i think it has to be more than just like mm. mjf mj like the idea that it's mjf is rallying the crusaders again you know against <laughs> the evil wwf is kind of <laughs> like uh, <laughs> he, he like yeah. he is you know when people talk or whatever else, like it could be interesting, or whatever else. But in as you mentioned, like the grains of truth for whatever else and things he said it makes him compelling as a heel. But it's also like the same thing that was why, like when he did the, the promo talking about how he was bullied as a kid before Punk came out, I asked if it was real, and all the time is like. No, it's not real. You dummy. And then he kicks him in the nuts and to say like right then or there I was like, Yes, that's what you get for believing him. He's not a reliable narrator. He's a narcissist. <laughs> he, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so he's interesting to see how like a lot of work would have to be done as far as him, you know, as a as a heel having to apologize and and um and repent for all the things he's done. Right? Like, I think that was a big reason why I, I talk about this a lot as a most as a more recent example of like uh like Jericho when he turned babyface, you know, when, you know, they, the, the pinnacle started coming up, like they brought Mike Tyson back and, you know, he made good with Mike Tyson after he, you know, him and Mike Tyson were going at it for a while. Mm. Um, another example was like all the stuff Seth and Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose went through, like after Seth Rollins came back in 2017 and they became a tag team because it was like, you, you screwed over a lot of people. And like you gotta, you kind of gotta make it up to the people that mattered the most to you that you screwed over the, at the worst. And like that was a part of what made like that run in the summer 2017 so fun in the tag team division on Raw was like, Seth is actually, actually earning it as a good guy after being a, a you know a Despicable Hill for you know a two years whatever it was. So like Punk, I mean obviously MJF can do that because he's that talented and you see when every time he shows up to Long Island like they like people are waiting to cheer that, that that slimy bastard the second he turns babyface it needs talent to do it but like the the work to get to that is going to be interesting to see because like he's got to do a lot of work and oh, he, yeah. he's up for it, but it's gonna be, but i'm interested to see how it's done because like he, he's he, you know he's buried a lot of bodies
0: and done a lot of evil things <laughs> uh addy in the chat uh i'm from the uk james is from, uh, I was about to say, how long the ocean is on <laughs> the other side of the pond. I don't know that fact off by heart. Yeah. <laughs> but I suddenly realised mid-sentence. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. for me, the, the MJF thing, um, with my theory idea, and the thing with mm-hmm. Civil War, uh, Marvel Civil War, is that it, it's actually, at its core, just a clash of ideologies and the comic book the comic
1: book right not the not the TV show yeah, 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 yeah. or not not the movie yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. not the movie the mean the movie
0: the movie, the movie, yeah, yeah. movie tried <laughs> kind of but a lot of time can't help itself it, it didn't do too bad um, the movie was more inter- the movie was more entertaining than the book <laughs> I mean in the book you're more likely to get like the core idea for it I guess rather than it being Yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 it's basically, so,
1: basically it's basically a gun registration
0: debate yeah yes. <laughs> so it uh, it comes down to like a clash of ideologies but no side is particularly wrong and i kind of feel like that's where uh, they they tested that almost with page versus or page could be another one to join mjf so <laughs> with page and as oh, a character arc for him that would be <laughs> like anyway tangent um, oh, he's the sting that would just blindly trust somebody. Why, Sting? <laughs> Stop trusting Lex. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, not, neither side's particularly wrong. And for me, Punk Hangman could have been like a little test of can we actually do this? And the double or nothing main event, you could sense in the crowd, the crowd was split 50 50 for the entire match. It's like that is an incredible achievement. And, uh, and uh, until like Paige was thinking about cheating and then it's resounding no boo <laughs> don't do that uh, happy oh happy jubilee Addy. oh you're from burnley <laughs> happy jubilee i'll say i am one of the least royal people who you will ever meet <laughs> like uh best way to put it is my dad is pretty strongly i wouldn't say anti-patriarchy but he doesn't care <laughs> and that's definitely been passed down to me um i have a mum that kind of cares and enjoys a bit of the pageantry. Like, today, uh, she she told me she was watching, uh, like, knights on horses play drums. There's so much pomp and circus. There's a pageantry with this. It's insane. Americans would love it. I, 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 that's not for me. It's not for me. <laughs>
1: not for would, me that, there is a big sect of, of, um, oh, I've, I've, yeah, of I've Americans here that,
0: that like, they, <laughs> they
1: love, like, the royal family and all that kind of stuff. Like, mm. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't mind them. I don't mind all the stuff of the royal family. I just don't know anything.
0: All right, well, It's the Queen's Platinum Jubilee this weekend. Um, she's what is a Jubilee? Oh, a celebration of years of reign. So okay, that's like, so when I was ten. I got a golden Jubilee bookmark. So okay, <laughs> so yeah, which I've kept. Because incredibly, it's been like 20 years and that bookmark is in incredible condition. So I'm going to keep using it. I don't care about the family, but it's a really nice purple bookmark. <laughs> I'm keeping it's that. It's a nice bookmark. It, It'll be something else, man. I'm, I'm not going to fetch it <laughs> and prove it, <laughs> but no. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I don't really care about the Jubilee, about the stuff, really. I just know it's happening. Like I'm one of those people that okay. I see the benefits of them ex- as existing as like a source of charity, a source of tourism. There's a lot of benefits to them existing, but if you're gonna get me to watch a horse march, it's not happening. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not gonna do it. Watch the military uh, doing the uh, march as well, and then there's horses bound uh, side and all within time of each other, and it's a soft commentator talking about how it is now time for the Queen to leave the carriage and enter the seating chamber. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> oh, it, it makes me, the coverage for it is hilarious. <laughs> uh, oh, Addy got a silver spoon and a coin for the Silver Jubilee in 1977. Oh God, Addy. <laughs> wow. That's, that's it, I find it interesting that even though you probably find a lot of British people just with Jubilee stuff, even though they don't care. <laughs> like you just you just you get it <laughs> it's it's quite it's weird it's an interesting thing i don't know if there's american equivalent <laughs> you, you don't have uh the kings and queens um, that europe does
1: um i mean we have you know uh displays of of, of pageantry or whatever it's like for example for some reason like we in our nfl football games right our mm. american football games like there's been a big display, like probably since 9 11, there's been a big, like, display before games and, like, uh, show respect to our to, to veterans and, like, uh, people that are, like, uh, stationed, you know, from local hometowns and uh, around stadiums to let, like, that are back from tour or whatever else. Like, hmm. there's a, there's been this big thing over the years. Like we found out later, like the U.S. government was like paying NFL teams for it, and then like it became like a bit of a, a small scandal. It was, a scandal is like yay size compared to like the last uh, presidential administration. But mm-hmm. like they they got rid of they got rid of like paying the NFL for it, and then like they still do it.
0: Right. Oh, why? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. that's yeah. because I mean, um, we it's it's interesting that you get so many people who don't care. <laughs> yeah you just get the stuff <laughs> so it's really weird uh, but like my brother's wife is from Utah and when she came over she made him go and see Harry and Meghan because they were doing their tours <laughs> and they were, they came to our city of Nottingham and she's like, oh, we've got to go. We've got to go. And she, and there's a photo of Harry and Meghan there. And in the background, you can see my brother's wife like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's Harry and Meghan. Oh, my God. <laughs> or whatever Utah accent is. <laughs> and she's uh, doing that. Whilst my brother is sat there, he stood there just like no emotion. He just screams <laughs> somebody who's like, I do not want to be here. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, like the guy at the wrestling show, he sat with his arms folded just the entire show. <laughs> like, do you want to be here, sir? <laughs> like, oh, I love those. I love it when I find someone like that. Oh, you... sometimes, sometimes it's me. He <laughs> <laughs> just sat emotionless. It was like, hmm. <laughs> I love it when they get front row tickets. That's the best thing. <laughs> there is somebody oh, with arms yeah. folded front row. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Uh, am I a Forrest fan? I am a Forrest fan, Nottingham Forrest. I wore the Forrest shirt for my Double Nothing review. I think I said that at the start of the show. Or I said it to James Off-Air. I can't remember which... Yeah, he <laughs> you... yeah, said yeah. It to me Off-Air. Uh, but yeah, uh, I am a Forrest fan. It was insane. It was incredible. It was tense. I'm happy it's all over. And now I'm ready for us to get our asses kicked in the Premier League. But the famous people are coming here. <laughs> so It's been over two decades, James. That's a long time. That's It's... As I say, because it's a sport based on merit not it's not franchises which is mm-hmm. what the whole European League thing got they got to shut down for trying to turn it into a franchise it's not a franchise it's all based on merit anyone can lose their top slot position that's what makes it amazing and Forrest lost hours for over two decades suddenly means an explosion of emotion when we get uh, promoted back up uh, that's why I like relegation things it has so much tension it's okay to fail it's okay American franchises you can fail as long as there's like a support net it's fine you'll come back up you'll come back up Uh, anyway MJF yeah uh, bloody get through MJF (laughs) this is a show to actually talk about Uh, so yeah so anyway oh oh, yeah it's a fair point actually yeah uh, the guy from Burnley proving a point in the chat we got promoted the same season Burnley got relegated so we're gonna pass them we're not gonna play them (laughs) they got relegated like ah that's your rival uh, oh no, 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 they're, they're a team I guess you could say we respect I guess the way to ah. put it uh, okay. a, Yeah, they they had a manager who set a way in playing and they were widely respected for it uh, but that manager's no longer there and they've kind of got relegated I don't really know what their identity is going forward um, That often happens when a team gets relegated like the financial side to it like the person who's in charge is like well you're out then There's like, it's high pressure with that, with that danger there it, it adds so much more pressure to feeling to finishing lower down because there's punishment for it and there are consequences, which is uh, kinda cool. Instead of getting the first draft. I'll never get understand that. <laughs> it's the thing of you finished last so you get the first pick, so also oh, it's it's a little hand so you don't finish last last time. No you suck, you get last place. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh America sports, it's different. <laughs> it's it's not the same. Uh anyway, so MJF in his promo, pretty much talking about how everything he touches turns to gold, really singing his own plays praises, play, uh, uh, playing his own trumpet. He he delivers grand slams on a weekly basis. That is what is expected of him. He does he's not expected to just do great, he's expected to deliver a grand slam. And that's exactly what he does. Crazy to think that this he he just randomly drops him there, that he's 26. Fuck off, <laughs> he's 26. <laughs> My god. Uh also, uh, I always love it as well, when a wrestler starts talking truth about the fans, that like, you're not fans, you're uneducated marks on your phones, thinking that you know what's going on. As like, no, you don't know shit. Your opinions suck. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I I would clip that and just play that to the next time. I <laughs> think an opinion that sucks, <laughs> just, I'll just get that there. Yeah, him openly stating he doesn't want to be here there's like there's new people here wanting my spot. Well, guess what? You can have it. I don't want to be here anymore. He's so damn good at this. He doesn't need to chase star ratings or dump opponents on his head. Like hyping up that anger as he brings up the that se- like, he is the second best drawing talent in the company. That he's held this company on his back as the generational star that he is. But Tony in the back would rather pay all of the ex WWE guys than he than him. Would he pay more if I was an ex-WWE guy? And I'm like, oh, yes, what a line. And the sheer amount of stuff it sets up, not just for his characters we were talking about earlier. If you play off that other talent we're listening to this, it's like, oh, there's so much you can do here. <laughs> and I love it. Um, so you also know what the character is thinking for when he then does what he does next, which is why it's just like in terms of a piece of television, I'm like, ah, oh, it's so good. You know, he made sure every single person watching this knew why he did what he did next. Like, it's it's not it's not one of those which is pure insider to the point of, if you don't know the story, you're not going to know why he's so angry or what's going on with him. He laid it out in the promo. Every single gripe and reason is there. So even if you miss this weekend, you know why he does what he does. And saying, I don't want to wait till 2024. I want you to fire me. I want me want you to fire me, you fucking mark. Fire me. And as he's shouting that into the... I, I, I decided not to shout to save my audio editing later. <laughs> but as he's doing this shit, they fire me, fire me. As soon as he like says the F word and then he shouts fire me one more time, they fade to black and cut to an ad break like it's been done quickly. And he come back from break and they're just continuing with the show. It's like, oh, well, by the way, we've got mm-hmm. a Johnny Elite coming up next. And the only MJF thing you can tell is the fans are chanting his name. But the show's moving on like it never happened. And I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there just like... Holy shit! Oh, also on fight, it wasn't censored. It hits so so well where there's no bleeping or censoring or whatever. It really really flowed incredibly well. But yeah, back from break, the fa- I found it interesting to f- find out it did get bleeped. I was like, oh, that's a shame because it hits so well <laughs> to actually hear it get bleeped. like, uh. Oh.
1: Well, you know they have um they have a, a certain number of like, um. F's and S words they can say, um, and I think he exceeded it anyway. And obviously, like it adds to you know, as an Amer- watching on American television and knowing what the you know the TV 14 things are, the, the ratings are, or whatever else. Like it is, you know, if, if you have to, given what they did, like when he calls him fucking Mark, he they cut it because you know obviously they're on you know seven second delay um, in case something you know slips, whatever oh, yeah. else or nudity or whatever else they could black out the screen. So they did that. And then they cut his. They did the cut the mic thing, and then and then they cut off and went straight to um, commercial break, which is like, I was like, how convenient. That's at exactly the same time like every single other uh, episode of Dynamite is when uh they cut the commercial break. <laughs> yeah. it's almost if like this was timed out. How mm. how convenient. And I was like, this is all well done and, and well manicured and everything else. And I was just like, I just wish like the few things like were uh. I don't know, like it. It, it doesn't work. For, it doesn't for me. Like I don't get. That, 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 this doesn't draw me. Like I'm. I, you know, for that kind of stuff it's like, all right. So who are you fighting next? Yeah. Because yeah, I don't know, like because you just basically like with this promo, basically brushed off the part where you got, you know, squ- more or less squashed or whatever else. Um, the night before, or a couple nights before or whatever else, and and then you're moving on. And I, I, I mean, I'm interested to see what happens next. I wonder how they go about it, but like for me, it's like, I'm like oh really good promo it, it doesn't it doesn't draw me in that way that it drew other people I wish it did just didn't but I, understand, <laughs> oh, but I absolutely yeah. understand why it drew other people
0: and um, it's, for me it was just an absolute grand slam of a segment uh, for, especially with all the little character pieces for me and the amount mm-hmm. of like story it possibly sets up as well it, it, it's a it's a rich segment which I think the last time I said that was CM Punk MJF when MJF opened up about getting bullied at school being Jewish, it was just like the same thing, it was full of so much content and sets up so much. Uh, he's he's really, really good at that, uh, absolutely fantastic. Like, he told you he's the best at, because of the emotions he can bring out of you, and then just did it.
2: Yeah,
0: and uh, the, other, the other thought as well I had in the moment was if MJF is looking for the next big face to just tear down the, the, the good, the one that's seen as the biggest good guy, the one to tear down. What bigger face is there for him to do so than AEW itself? <laughs> it's the perception that AEW is this awesome, like, uh, cheerable promotion that everyone's behind. But, well, if MDF's going after the biggest target possible, does he try and take down the perception of AEW? <laughs> like, he's, a, he's an ambitious man. It's, it's an interesting one. Uh, but yeah, I love the idea of... Because uh, the Ric Flair fire, uh, what you gonna, uh, fired promo from the 90s when he got brought back after Bischoff fired him it's like that's another one where it was the uh, the shoot turned into a work like he got these real life uh, kind of issues and things which did blow up now it's actually used that to create an incredible segment and that's what they did here kudos to them massive applause massive applause Um there is oh I did, <laughs> Eddie in the chat saying that one day he'd love to see MJF versus The Miz and I was like ah well, look no further than my fantasy draft. <laughs> that's exactly what I've drafted. MJF versus The Miz. I was like, oh, I was going to have him face Roman and just tear shit into Roman. I thought that'd be an interesting idea. But no, instead I'll go with Conan versus Roman in a big LAX thing because somebody bloody drafted Eddie Kingston. <laughs> I wanted to do Reigns Kingston so badly. The <laughs> fact I got taken away from me. But yeah, then, I, then be, I had MJF already and I was like, I could, I could draft the Miz here and <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I could just do it. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm running. <laughs> it's like my fourth match from the top now because <laughs> I got other things. <laughs> but yeah, it was like yeah, I'm running MGF Miz. that will be fun to write. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so yeah, I've. I would say I don't think. Would got, it be
1: fun to watch?
0: Uh, well, yeah. If MGF has got his boots on, yeah. <laughs> that man can go if
1: MJF, if MJF has his boots on
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. he can he can uh, make it work
1: <laughs> MJF
0: MJ, isn't who I'm concerned with in a, in a Miz vs MJF match I'm concerned about the Miz oh yeah 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 MJF M- M- can uh, just be like oh just do loads of character stuff I've got it I've got it yeah yeah Superheel versus Superheel yeah <laughs> yeah uh, they can make it work uh, shenanigans galore I'll Cody this <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be so much stuff um, but yeah, I've realized I'm like, like, look at other people's rosters in the fantasy draft we're doing, and there's so many with like identities to their roster. I would say Rich with his rost with his show called Fuck the Casuals, <laughs> like he's got an identity. <laughs> it's fair to say. like yeah, It's he's... funny, like, like his whole thing is Fuck the Casuals. Meanwhile, like I'm
1: drafted, I'm like, you look at my roster, <laughs> yeah. like, no, I'm the real Fuck the Casuals. Like, hmm. who are these Japanese people? <laughs> <laughs> Like who? Who? Like wait. So what? You're gonna have like a bunch of Joshi matches on your card?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. they will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you don't know them. You hmm. should. They're awesome. Yeah, well, because uh, not last year, but the year before, I drafted uh, Kyrie, who was still in NXT, and I drafted Tam Nakano hmm. before she had a big blow up the card, and uh, I was just okay. like, "Why have you drafted Tam Nakano?" <laughs> and I was like trust me guys <laughs> trust me yeah.
1: yeah yeah and then she finishes what i think uh pwi top uh yeah, yeah. yeah uh top 10 for, for for the women's pwi and then like uh for observer most outstanding wrestler she finished ninth <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, yeah yeah uh, why do you draft her because she's the, one of the best wrestlers <laughs> in the world that's why
0: uh I ran Kyrie Sane versus nine of those, and it was all, And in my head, it was awesome. <laughs> and then I had Tam Nakano. Yeah, who, was, who else would have on the roster? Uh, Mickey James, Mercedes Martinez, and Ember Moon. That's it. Because we only draft six. <laughs> and I was I was really happy with okay. that roster. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's a that's tangent, but I think it has been floated the idea of just doing a fantasy draft podcast with a collection of people, <laughs> just like afterwards, just like. With, uh, with uh, like, where, so, uh, I don't know who would definitely be up for it, but there's that idea of, uh, so this is why I drafted them, whereas the other person goes, why did you draft that shit? What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? When these were available. <laughs> I I want somebody that's like on the
1: other spectrum of being like very very hard into like uh WWE WCW and oh, then like yeah. they and then I have to explain to these people who these people are like I think that'd be fun oh yeah. that'd be fun to me explain like guys, what yeah. this is and like what is a high speed match like <laughs> that'd be fun
0: <laughs> oh I love I love high speed but yeah just the um uh, we have got that really awesome mix of we got people who are like really into their NWA eighty stuff we got people who only know WWE really. Uh, you've got massive '90s fans, and then you've got, uh, as, as James will say, they're like, no, 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 we have got solid Joshi fan wrestler fans <laughs> in here. You got Rich who will proclaim anything <laughs> of a certain style, <laughs> Rich latter Pro Wrestling <laughs> style. Yeah. yeah, like
1: his his whole his whole example of like what's like Rich Rich ladder Pro Wrestling he's called an <laughs> RLPW, and like pretty much all these like so anything that's good wrestling is RLPW. Yeah. like <laughs> now you're getting it I'm like that's not a style that's just saying you like things that are good <laughs> whatever man
0: like... <laughs> I mean I think it during shows every now and then like with Double or Nothing uh, the Lucha uh, the uh, Death Triangle and the House of Black came out and it's like well this is some rich Latin pro wrestling <laughs> like, right. so before right. it happened I and he, like, and I he didn't
1: know. like it as much as I did
0: <laughs> oh I love that it was that and the uh, yeah. what was the other match? I enjoyed? Oh, I oh, know I'm thinking about Anakin and Mina. But yeah, still I I oh, know it's a party match on this week's show. <laughs> it is oh, I love the A W the, the P W G the party five five match. Yeah, yeah, like the P W G party yeah. match. Like oh, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> That's so much fun. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, my main event is CM Punk, Roddy Piper. I'm gonna have fun writing that too. <laughs> I'm, 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 da- I'm, I'm happy God. with my card. <laughs> I'm kicking off with Lance Archer versus. Uh, Bruiser Brody. Like, <laughs> I am I am whipping that crowd into a frenzy. A scared frenzy. <laughs> Scare the shit out. That's, that's how you get them in. Scare the shit out of them. <laughs> and then go forward with his show. <laughs> anyway. Also, some, this set, this is, when you do an all-time draft, it's awesome to see just this late in the game, how many solid names are left when there's been, like, we're getting close to the 400 mark. And <laughs> there's so many top names left like i drafted rikishi just this time and i was like well, i've got the bloodline why don't i just draft rikishi <laughs> put him in the bloodline mm-hmm. it makes so much sense uh, anyway i'm gonna now go through the card in order and try and do it as quickly as possible so uh, we'll we'll see if we can keep it on un- under my timer going over 90 minutes we'll see we're currently at 50. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, okay. we'll see how it goes so first off the we'll make it work. Well, <laughs> yeah, we might have to blast through a couple things. So first off, the new AWE champion CM Punk was with FDR as they faced Max Caster and the Ass Boys. Uh, I'm donning the former, the Bret Hart Appreciation Society. They're finally together, <laughs> nerding out of a Bret Hart. <laughs> it's so much fun. Uh, also, the Acclaimed and the Gun Club pairing is working so much better than I would have ever thought. Like, it's such an entertaining uh, pairing. Like, it's it's them and um, Hookhausen are like the comedy... Pairings that just bring levity to the show. I pop every time they shout, uh, "Scissor me, Daddy, at the end of the promo now. (laughs) Gets me every time. But yeah, this was an an entertaining tag opener. Again, like, a few boys at the bus, it's all about that Brett can get a win over. Like, I love it. Like, the end looking in sight for the ass boys before Papa makes a distraction. By the way, that was awesome in the promo before... Uh, the way they were saying, uh, "Oh, oh, oh, Dad, I've got, I've got an idea, Dad. Is it this?" It's like, "Oh no, that won't work." And then the other, the other ass boy goes, "Oh, papa, papa." <laughs> it's just the way he said it. It's really made me laugh. Uh, anyway, after the match, an honest promo from. My, also, I would say, uh, CM Punk's hot tag was not the best. <laughs> he's, done, he's, he's done better. <laughs> Is it the worst he's is the worst I've ever seen him look in the ring was last night. Mm. <laughs> like lucky, it was like just a light hearted little win where it didn't really matter on the great scheme of things. But oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, oh yeah, it's good to see that somebody dried off those ropes <laughs> between his and the next match. Oh, that must have been it. But anyway and uh, he's just saying that I've been straight edge I've never done drugs before or anything so but I assume this is what it feels like and then Dax comes up going oh no I've done all the drugs No, yeah yeah, it's great <laughs> drugs are great <laughs> and then just comes out. and i like oh thanks Dax <laughs> thank you very much before Punk then directs us to Forbidden Door and in that moment I'm like Oh, God, his opponent reveal is happening now. Oh, right, I'm not in the frame of my mind for this (laughs) because I'm looking what's coming next in the show. I'm waiting for this segment to end. Mm -hmm. There's like, oh, it's just a nice little champion talk match. He's like, oh, no, this is his opponent reveal. Out comes Hiroshi Tanahashi, go ace. Talk about a generational dream match. Like, quite honestly, the biggest match of the 2010s they could have put on. Incredible, or early 2010s. Like, Incredible that this is is happening on an American mainstream pay-per-view. Like <laughs> that's insane. I didn't really think that is happening. Uh me, massive New Japan nerd, like obviously this feels huge to me. <laughs> and the whole pay per view as well is like this massive deal. I was just worried it would be New Japan versus Noah. With just pure tags. <laughs> and it's like, oh right. God, we're getting singles. Right. Thank God. <laughs> it's like even if it's just two that's better than the New Japan Noah no one, because the other ones you can do dream tags of different pairings of things, it still works it's fine, but oh yeah, you give us this and you give us Osprey Moxley maybe Hangman Okada as well those three, that might that, that, yeah, that, be fine they,
1: yeah, Meltzer Meltzer uh, said that like on the show sheet or is listed that like you're going to do Okada versus
0: Page, which you know, that match is going to be awesome oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, can you hit the bookshot or the Rainmaker it's like, oh yes, but also The bookshot into an Akada dropkick. Oh, (laughs) that'll be tasty. (laughs) That man's It's it's insane. Awesome stuff. But there's so many different things you can do. But Hiroshi Tanahashi, for me, is an amazing. When I say Clash of Styles, I don't mean like bumping. I mean, like, this is a fantastic mix of the way Tanahashi wrestles, the way Punk wrestles. I feel like we're in for such a treat. It'll uh, be a huge match. And it's an opponent Punk can beat. Like, you don't have that champion versus champion problem. Where you go with other yeah. mixed cars of the past
1: yeah um i think you know i think tanahashi like quite honestly might be the greatest wrestler ever so like i don't <laughs> have much I don't, I don't have any like problem with him you know facing you know the the aw world champion um you know like obviously he's he's uh older now he's you know bad knee blah blah blah, blah, blah. like the dude had like a four and a half star match like three weeks ago with ishii mm. so like the dude's still great. He can have a great match whenever he's called upon. Uh, you know, Russell whatever was Wrestle in two thousand twenty when he had the match with Jericho. That was also awesome. So like he can he can wrestle he can wrestle someone that's still you know can fly around. He can wrestle someone that's even advanced and not really you know super athletic like like a Punk at this point. Um. So like there's I have no concerns for the match. I have no concerns. Like I've never oh, yeah. I've, like I've never been disappointed by. It. I've never been to watch a big match where I was disappointed in hiroshi Tanahashi's match. so like uh, you know so for me i'm i can't wait
0: oh yeah i can't either they're <laughs> speaking about not being able to wait uh, which for me again this shows the craziness of this show the topic we've just talked about and we're like right let's move on <laughs> it's like oh there's so much right. <laughs> so much uh yes yeah, so, so speaking of returns miro came out as like, oh, he got a little program beforehand like his neck of sand is now fixed but now it's his heart that is broken. It's like, is he... Is he go, is he rivaling with God? <laughs> is that what's happening now? It's God has left him and that's his actual nemesis. It's like, oh God. Uh, and I just watched this going, you, you could run Miro Ishii. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's there. It's currently there. Uh, but oh, we've missed our TNT Redeemer. Uh, a nice little return for the Bulgarian. He gets his win against Johnny, not that one elite. But... Oh, yeah, it came after the MJF stuff, so it kind of felt like the crowd was struggling to get into it. You could tell they wanted to, but they were just reacting and reeling still for what had come beforehand. Uh, this was always like a pace regainer, kind of, to get things back on track afterwards. Kind like of nice little thing. It's like, oh, yeah, a great way to do it, because the crowd will care. They just may be a bit emotionally drained for the second. Uh, but after that, came the Jericho Appreciation. Actually, do you want to talk about that for a second, or are you good to move on, or...?
1: um we like quickly like it's really interesting that like you got mjf like doing all the hard work like dr- going in months ahead of time to drop j- drop lines and hints and breadcrumbs about like not liking new japan and their style uh so that he can like now bring it up for a shoot a work shoot promo and then meanwhile like mirror just comes on and says i want god to shoot me the fade i i, I like there are ways <laughs> yeah. there are different ways to mm. there are different ways to be great at promos and you can go the long way around, or you, the long way around. You can go straight to you know straight and direct like Miro. Yeah. So it's it's, it's really interesting how this goes. It's like both great, both great. Uh,
0: uh, I just love I just love that idea of just Miro just coming out. It is <laughs> just like, uh, no, I want to beat you up. Oh, oh, if you're not going to build, you're going to do little breadcrumbs of, or I might face this. No, now please. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I love it. Uh, After that, the Jericho Appreciation Society, a glorious celebration of appreciation. As again, it's, they keep, the the thing that I love about this is, technically, it's Little Jabs, it's a really great route to do Little Jabs at WWE, however, the characters doing it think it's good. (laughs) And then they're generally, it's a thing of respect for them, and that's like, oh, that's a great idea for a parody, (laughs) where you are parodying it and taking the piss, but in your world, these people generally think it's cool, <laughs> and I love that. Uh, Sans Garcia as he's preparing for his awesome main event later against Moxley, and was there were some great Jericho lines here. Like for me, that the, the top notch hypocrisy from the Wizard as he's like, "What kind of a man burns another man <laughs> after spending like weeks proclaiming his awesome superpowers as a wizard <laughs> because he burnt someone." So oh, I love it. But the big part came when Eddie and Regal both came out and. Immediately, well, that can't be good. Why is it these two? (laughs) That can't be good for them. Uh, Kingston wants to fight them, asks Regal to tell them how he wants that to be done, and he just shouts it down the microphone, blood and guts, (laughs) Uh, with with less gravel, because he's winning blood and guts. (laughs) He's got a bit closer to that. Uh, Jericho's reaction was great to this, where he's just like, no, we're not going to give you that. So Ortiz, he's like, oh, what a really smart heel. I like this. (laughs) He's not an idiot. Until Ortiz comes out with scissors, clips a section of the man's hair. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, Ortiz wants blood and guts? Fine. As long as we have a hair-on-hair match, and then there you go. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to shave you, I'm going to burn you because I'm a wizard. (laughs) It's just, yeah, It's, it's an interesting angle.
1: I, I loved it and like I, quite honestly, like the most that was the most shocking thing of the night to me was watching mm. um Jericho get his hair cut because it was legit mm. hair. It wasn't like, you know, mm. you see people have you see like a lot of the women angles where like they cut and it's like, oh, okay, you're cutting like an extension. Okay, fine, whatever. Oh, yeah. But like he he actually went he actually went and took some off you know, took some off the top on Jericho and I was like I was not expecting this. But after <laughs> You know, but after seeing like, you know, his, his situation last night, it is about that time to join the members.
0: <laughs> join. Join, Jericho. <laughs> it is your time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. A- awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And the come,
1: fact... come, come, you know, come, come stand next to me and, and, and Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and all that. Yeah, like hmm. just come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, You've
0: been waiting. Come on. Uh, related to because I was thinking about uh, Eddie Kingston in all this with his amazing delivery. What was your reaction yeah. To the uh, absolutely incredible image, uh, double or nothing of Eddie Kingston coming out drenched in blood, holding that gas can. Because <laughs> like, I, 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 very, rarely make a noise, but I, I just out loud just went, oh fuck. <laughs> as soon as he did that, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, oh it, yeah, incredible moment. <laughs>
1: um. I didn't see it like uh, I didn't see it as this iconic moment the way that others did I was like hmm. I, you know there was so much happening I didn't I guess I didn't comprehend like the the magnitude of the situation um, but like not for one second I think it was on a light Jericho fire so maybe that's why I, I didn't <laughs> think oh shit <laughs> yeah but I just like oh okay all hmm. right he, he's gonna come down and like how are they gonna cut him off that's like hmm. kept kept how are they gonna cut him off and then sure enough like once he pours it on Daniels I was like oh there it is they cut him off and hmm. now him and Daniels go ahead and I I liked all of that stuff. I just wished I I didn't like the loss for 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 Kingston. Mm. Um at that point like I thought that like he lost, he lost his cool and he any he pa- basically passed out on the mat as as the match being decided like feet away from him, like the match being decided. I I didn't like it for him. Uh but like, you know, very similar to Pinnacle and um Inner Circle last year when it came to like stadium stampede and blood and guts is like the hills win the first one the baby faces win the blow off bigger one so like oh, they're going to yeah. get their win back and whatever you know whatever like uh constitution like this moxley and kingston parent is going to be like they're going to get their win back at like uh, uh blood and guts and uh later
0: in the month and it'll be fine <laughs> for me if anything it's a live video editing masterclass to study (laughs) because the sheer amount that Mm. they are juggling in the moment and everything is kept a track of and everything is paced incredibly to make it feel like anarchy like for me it was when in that kind of almost clean sweep where Mm. they've got uh, a ton of an Ortiz one ladders and they could do the splashes off them through the tables. Mm-hmm. Then after that, je- immediately afterwards, they cut to Jericho with a fire extinguisher. Jericho's then in the ring getting the better of them, and that's when Eddie comes out of the g- It's like it's like bang, 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 and it's edited so well. The <laughs> painting is incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's out.
1: amazing how like this all put together. Like they called it Anarchy in the Arena, but it's like it's the same thing as Stadium Stampede. Like it's the same oh, thing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah, it's the same thing, but it, it's the idea that it works actually in the live arena compared to the stampede. which just didn't work <laughs> when it was in a uh live arena it it wasn't uh, last year yeah yeah for me going yeah, from yeah. video to live like any form of going video just didn't work but if you made it feel like all yeah. of those different like that is, like the idea they were trying to create stampede, but you do it at all different parts of the crowd oh, it it worked so well apparently it was awesome yeah. to be in that crowd as well because there's like so much going on and you don't know where to look so, yeah, 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 that's awesome
1: it, yeah, I think, I think what made it uh, it's obviously the same match but like the, you know as you mentioned the whole the entire thing being live as opposed to you shoot the second one being, mm. the second edition of Stadium Stampede being shot and then obviously they, they carry, they go out to live after a certain amount of time like, I, you know I think the key to making it click for everybody is like, this is this should feel different is when they did the um when they basically replayed the oh yeah, uh, yeah wow sort of, thing yeah. like like it was new jack so like it, yeah it was mm. it was it was it was a great match it was a great match uh
0: anyway speaking of great matches it's now time for the pwg party match of the night with young Bucks, red dragon and hikileo on loan from bullet club versus jurassic express christian matt hardy and jeff hardy's replacement darby allen uh, Adam Cole on commentary as he recovers from having to wrestle Samoa Joe. He was like oh, we oh, we're all with you, can <laughs> we all with you? Uh, Hikaleo in off a favor from Jay White uh, and uh, Jeff all banged up and personally choosing Darby as his replacement. Uh, LA loves a bit of the jungle. That was my immediate re- notice. It's like, oh god, these guys love Jack Perry and Matt Hardy and Christian. You know what? They're all just over. <laughs> it's great to see every person got an awesome reaction. Uh, yeah, again, pure PWD party tag match of the night. I am so happy we're getting these styles of matches on TV on the regular. They're so much fun, and everyone just comes out yep. over. It, they it, for yep. me is absolutely so much better than just having them having somebody cause a distraction or someone DQ or so. Oh, they've, they've done a bit of a cheeky roll up. Like this is so much better. <laughs> like everyone gets over in this. Like Hikaleo, how many people were kind of like, ah, eh, Hikaleo? But then this match, ah, he's the guy who overzealously Undertaker dived onto his head and then just got back up because he's Tongan, because <laughs> he's he's from that family. <laughs> like, I, I, he I, I thought he, I thought he maybe broke his neck until yeah, he got up. The same here. I was like, oh god, he, did he just get caught up in the moment of it all and just was a bit overzealous with it and land right on his head? Oh wait, no, yeah. I forgot who his dad is. <laughs> he doesn't get straight back <sighs> up like it's nothing. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> crazy, yeah. Like, uh, and the yeah. crazy
1: part is like that might not. I mean, depending on your opinion on like you know, uh,
0: necks or whatever else, like that might not be the scariest spot of the night. And we'll get Ugh. to it later. But mm. Jesus, oh God, yes, um, yeah. It breaking down into folks flying all over the place, like with Hikulau. Uh, Jungle Boy taking the pin as the Bucks and Red Dragons sweep with their tag finishes in the end. Again, it's PWG, the tag match. There's so much stuff flying about all over the place. It escalates and escalates, and it, yep. yeah, always so much fun. After the match, Christian refuses to let Jack console with that loser, Matt Hardy. It's like, no, you get out of this ring. You get out of this ring. <laughs> It's turning heel. Well, <laughs> well, it's up. not
1: because he's a loser. It's because, like, when he first came in, Matt was trying to bring him into the the Hardy family office. And he Ooh. told Christian, like, nah. Christian told Matt, like, no, you're a carney. The same <laughs> way that he told um, Callis that he's a carney. I don't trust you. No. It's, it's, so, like, it, it plays off of that. Like, maybe there is going to be a, a meeting between, um, between them all, between Matt and Jeff and in, in, in jungle boy and christian wants to stand between it because of their previous relationship from all the years in wwe and whatever else brought to here but like I, that's the first thing i remember was like oh they they, they never actually like squash whatever they had so even if he is a baby face he has to make amends
0: oh and i, I love those kind of arcs like uh same yeah <laughs> it's good or brought up seth Rollins earlier just that oh i love yeah just yeah, the re- redemption. Yeah, the redemption arcs. Yeah, great to see. You don't get them that often in uh, wrestling because it's more immediate turn. You're now with the good guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, do they not remember? Like three months ago, he hit him in the head with a thing. <laughs> Is he not going to remember that? <laughs> uh, anyway, after that it was uh, Lexi backstage with her first interview of the night with Swerve and Lee and their friends, their cool friends. It's pretty much just a promo go- Swerve going, look at my cool friends. This guy did the music for Black Panther. You remember Black Panther? He did the music for it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is Jeff Hamilton. Jeff Hamilton gives him a jacket and <laughs> it's a cool jacket and <laughs> it fits, it looks great. And then uh, Keith Lee just decides. The then does the catchphrase to the promo. So <laughs> it's just like, it's Swerve and his cool friends and Keith Lee, <laughs> but it was a great promo. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure we'll hang with your friends next week, Keith. <laughs> it'll, it'll feel just as cool. <laughs> we'll just say, just again, both of these guys just scream mega stars, And uh, the crossover appeal of Swerve is like, the, he is something special. And for me, it was, I couldn't mm. believe it when WWE let him go. Just for the thing of, even if they didn't, it was like oh, as a talent, we're not sure. I was like, do you not see the other side? <laughs> he has so much appeal. Like, are you blind? <laughs> it's just... I just yeah, and C A W, you know, immediately capitalising upon it. Like, yeah, of course, yeah, swim with it. I, I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> NXT realised they should do it, <laughs> so so yeah. that. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, this was like step one essentially into actually making use of that. Uh, so yes, Swerve has cool friends. <laughs> that was The message of that promo. <laughs> uh, uh, after that, Tony with the new signing Athena. Uh, Cuts a promo. It's it's pretty pretty much a pretty much standard Tony with a women's wrestler Women's wrestler gives a perfectly fine promo Uh, Just says directly the person they're going after. They get interrupted This time though, Jade Cargill's Tony cut the shit, got an amazing pop (laughs) Saying it before she comes out. Fantastic. And also Stokely was there (laughs) And for me that changes everything. (laughs) Stokely is amazing. I love that guy I remember um, him, make, him cracking me up before he got signed to WWE. Then he got signed. I was like, oh, he could work really well with the style of comedy he does. And they, from minute one, had no idea what to do with him. Not a clue. Like, you have got this absolutely hilarious guy who also knows how to turn things serious. And you got him doing generic manager with big lads. And then you got him with an MMA club of people why is Stokely with a serious MMA stable <laughs> what is that does not fit at all don't get it uh, but he's perfect yeah, for cardio they, you know <laughs> yes he is he, I mean but
1: mm. pretty much any situation you stuck him in you would have been great in like he's one of the best talkers in the business and he's he's quick on his feet and he's hilarious and like quite frankly even though I know WWE Vince doesn't, doesn't have uh, fondness for managers especially in the last like 20 years or so like he's one of those people that are exceptional enough to you, you 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 get over that part because he can get mm-hmm. other people over, um, it you know it stinks whatever happened what happened with him in NXT and like you know this you because know, Diamond Mind was originally going to be like you know Marina Shafir and like in uh uh Arturo uh, uh Ruas or whatever else or Huas and like you know with every with other people and then it turned into like oh, we're transitioning to 2.0 as more developmental people instead of, like, hired guns or mercenaries or, you know, indie talent or more, hmm. more seasoned talent. So, like, you know, it, it turned into this, you know, there's a reason why he left. Yeah. Right? So yeah. um he's here now. It's going to be fun. It, this is going to be fun for the next few years mm-hmm. with him in AEW. It 100%. is. 100
0: Letting us know that Cargill is a queen a goddess, our TBS champion. And most importantly, next to Stokely, she looks like she's 10 feet tall. <laughs> she looks huge. Uh, and to be fair, that's what uh, Red Velvet and Kira Hogan also lend as well. As like Jay Cargill seems like this like this superhuman <laughs> force. Uh, Kira, her, Kira Hogan then steps to Athena's face, out walks Anna Jay for support. Red Velvet steps up, out comes Chris Statlander. And for me, I'm like, this is one of the better Tony talk times, but uh, and it set up a whole heap of matches between these lot. Um, But it's pretty much the same format (laughs) that we see all the time. Like, "Ah, I Mm. wouldn't mind something slightly different, Uh, but if it means we don't get Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, uh, Jamie Hater, and Vic Baker in some form of thing, (laughs) we're mixing it up now. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Uh, as, as great as those four are and as good as the match they put on later, it's Like we have seen them quite a bit. <laughs> I wouldn't mind them yeah. making it up a little. Uh, after that, Wardlow versus J.D. Drake. Uh, yeah, Wardlow walking out from backstage as the crowd chants. Wardlow to it, to him, his music playing for the first time in a long while once he's out on that stage. Apparently he is getting new music. It's just not ready. So, uh... Yeah, the that, that, that's the story. It's <laughs> just not ready. <laughs> it's like cool. It's yeah. not ready. Okay, yeah. uh, you didn't decide in time that he wanted music, <laughs> so he's gonna take his to take his time. Mikey's not gonna rush this. It's <laughs> like no, it's Wardlow. Give me at least a week <laughs> or a few days or something, <laughs> rather than just Monday and Tuesday. Can we have it, please? No, <laughs> it'll take the time. Uh, destructive power bomb for the win. No need for sympathy against this lad. Like, in in the words of Excalibur, making up for lost time. In reality, we had to dedicate that time to Mark Sterling serving him papers. <laughs> uh, in this, this is interesting, some people have loved this, some people have gone, really, this one? For me, I, I liked the idea of it, where it's just an amazing little tidbit, or a li- little tidbit where Mark Sterling is representing the rights of all the Avena staff that Wardlow's been abusing. It's like, you know what? There's a really good logic through line here. <laughs> I really like this. <laughs> as a mini little feud just for Wardle to get through during the Forbidden Door era. You can just do this as his little side thing. As I'm Assuming he d- he won't really have a part to play really at Forbidden Door. I'm not sure he's that kind of talent. Really. Wait, I don't know if you really class him as somebody in a era of dream... Especially he's going to be a lot of tag matches. Like Aside from your big lot, I don't know where he'd fit. I don't know if I would put yeah. him in a tag match just because uh yeah same yeah but you can have him sterling yeah. with his little feud
1: <sighs> yeah and you know like this is just like the wcw kevin nash powerbomb band thing that got kevin nash over and like that mm. happened while kevin nash you know because obviously you know he he went to powerbomb um the giant big show or whatever else and like big show was too big at the time and you couldn't get him up the right and like you know uh big show land on his neck or giant land on his neck and it, you know Hmm. I forgot if he, I forgot how badly he was hurt or whatever else, but, like, they came out, and then, like, and Nash was the heel at the time. And, you know, Nash, being a cool heel and always trying to get himself over, even though he was a heel at the time, was like, hmm. all right, well, I'm going to have WW, or WCW ban the Power bomb as a move, and I'm just going to keep doing it anyway, and I'm going to keep getting louder and louder, reactions, keep getting over and over and over, because I'm now the cool guy doing the, the legal thing. And what do you know? He got more over and then he you know, <laughs> mm. so like it's is you know, obviously they're they're doing they've been doing that with him. Like I peaked that since like since the second like accountability buddy Sean Spears was like, Don't do the power was like, oh, this yeah, yeah. is what's gonna get him over. <laughs> and then, sure enough, mm. put him in a receipt punk and now and then you know, screw over MJF and now we're here, like it worked. Yeah. And understand. it happened, you know, and that angle was like ninety eight, ninety seven, like over two
0: decades ago <laughs> mm. uh, yeah he's it's, it's, it's so incredibly over and just keeping what they're doing he's a megastar star in the making uh, and maybe it's because when it comes to like running order on these AW shows there's a lot there's, there's thought put into it things don't just come next out of nowhere like for example earlier MGF cutting that promo talking about all the ex-WWE guys coming in taking the spots and things and not taking all the money what match was next Two ex WWE guys in uh, former John Morrison versus the former Rusev. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, bon <laughs> Proving his point immediately afterwards. Flows perfectly. After Wardlow came Men of the Year with Scorpio Sky, uh, Ethan Page. Uh, he, he's got a defence against Dante Martin on Rampage. Uh, and they're just like, oh, if this is a subtle hint of the direction for Wardlow. Rather than just, oh yeah, we've got to promote the Rampage match. This is also the spot they always promote Rampage and so I may be reading too much into it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the TNT title guy came after the Wardlow match and a lot yeah. of the whole MJF feud started with Wardlow getting his TNT. Chat was like, Oh, he can go back to where he was going and destroy Scorpio. This is why you took, you kept Scorpio heel. Okay, cool. It all adds up in the end. <laughs> it's fine. Also, every time I see Skies... is it is it the LA Lakers it's designed after?
1: Yeah, it's designed after the LA Lakers. Mm. Lakers wear uh a a yellow and gold uh yes. were yellow and gold and uh, it's like a it's 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 almost like a wheat color, but like because you can't just do a bright yellow mm. um belt, it'll look
0: ridiculous. It, so yeah. they went with like a almost like a wheat color. It's cool. <laughs> yes, it looks like shit. If you do bite yeah, it would not work. Uh but yeah, this this is uh yeah, I mean the, the design I've done for this show, where it's the purple background with gold borders, yellow look like crap. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, but yes, yeah, I think this belt looks absolutely gorgeous, and I increasingly think so every time I see it. It's just uh, up there with the Bulgarians' design. Yeah, that's, that's, I love the un- the idea of the unique designs of the title belts, and it yeah, it, it works really well. <laughs> I Really like it, uh, Doctor. B- I like it
1: too. I like it too. It just I just I just find it funny how much people like like you know whether it was the the original uh, or not the original but like mm. the one with, once it got finished when Brody had it um, and then like you know the Bulgarian belt as you mentioned and then now we have this belt and it's like so funny when like you know custom custom belts used to be like you know the smoking mm. the smoking uh, the smoking skull belt uh, WWF the Brahma Bull Belt uh, with the Rock and whatever else and then like when Naomi was the SmackDown Women's Champion. She had the glow belt like so many people fucking hated. And I was like, it looks cool. Who cares? Well, it looks like a toy. They sell it like a toy. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. I, I like custom belts. I I, I think they're cool. Yeah, it yeah. Adds, a, adds a panache of pageantry to like the individual uh, belt holder. It feels oh, like it's a part yeah. of them, an extension
0: of them. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, and it adds, it does add so much to it, the TT title, the fact you're going to change the colours for every single holder. Yeah, it has a uniqueness. And most importantly, you can sell those unique versions of the belts and make a lot of money. The, the, that Naomi belt, they never made a thing of it, which is absolutely insane. I, whenever, I, whenever I hear people bring that up again, it's like, they did not make toys off that belt. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> that is just uh, as a business move like what are you doing <laughs> that is crazy he makes so much yeah. money from that uh yeah yep.
1: and five later and five years later she yep. left
0: yep
1: it's <laughs> been a lot this isn't just a thing that happened mm. just overnight or over the last couple of weeks this has been boiling over with sasha and, and naomi for years
0: mm. yes yeah it is, it's entirely trackable with lots and lots of those little yeah. decisions that even we because we, we don't know every single thing that would have irked them backstage but even the stuff we can see is trackable
2: <laughs> right
0: yes uh, anyway Doctor I wrote about it in last week's column <laughs> where well, we review all of the things we posted it on a Sunday I'm working through this one as well <laughs> to get up on Sunday as well fingers crossed I really would like there to not be a pay-per-view weekend so don't, not doing multiple things <laughs> that'd be really nice <laughs> wrestling schedule just like one week <laughs> Uh, anyway, Doctor Brick Baker DMD and Jamie Hater with Reba versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. A wee little tag match, continuing the rivalries in the fallout of Double or Nothing and the Women's Owen. Uh, this match, like given enough time to break down, as uh, like each last gets her moment to shine, uh, giving us another loss to the reasons of Britt continuing to gradually build her Hater hate. But in reality, like Hater put in a solid performance this match. Like she saved her doctor multiple times, but she's not invincible. And eventually, saving Baker uh, yet again from Tony Storm jumping off the apron, she herself then jumping up was enough of a distraction to, for Wiley Ruby to get her win back. It's like, ah, uh, yeah. It was. It was for me. It was one of those where it's like. This match has got the crowd into it. Like they are generally going for this. It, it's solid enough. The pacing of it's really great. I liked that each person got their moment. It was given enough time to flesh out, but didn't overstay its welcome either. Uh, yeah, and everyone in it I thought was really good in it as well. It's just that I've seen it a lot. <laughs> I've seen these combinations of people quite a bit.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like I'm ready yeah, to move on. yeah. This is
1: like their yeah. this is these particular fours um, in the same teams. That this is like their second time having a match in like mm. two or three or like three or four weeks. And, like, obviously, you know, the TNT, or the TNT, but the Owen tournament, like, they also wrestled each other.
0: Mm. They wrestled each other before the tournament, in the tournament, and now after it. (laughs) It's like, ah! Like, yeah, they're all good, and this match showed it, but I am also, for me, this was like... Were they all good? I really, I thought it didn't matter. (laughs) I really enjoyed it.
1: I think that, that, you know, the the two tag matches that they had, uh, I think this one was from last night was better than the other one, but the other one was also good as well. And then this uh, this one was a very good match. So like yeah, I mean I'm I'm okay with it and quite frankly, like Brit kinda needs to be a tag wrestler for now. Um oh, so yeah. but so yeah, like I think I think they made the best use of them that particular night and they got a hot match out of the women's division after like going one for three uh on the pay per view.
0: I think there's a lot more value in keeping Brit as a tag wrestler with Jamie and again you sow the, you continue to pretty much just to sow the seeds of dissension, like with Christian. I'm fine with it just being paced out a bit. Especially as they Ooh. really need to start building like the rest of the division around that <laughs> as well. Just build actual contenders for their champion. because uh, 'cause they're already pretty much at the end of the list <laughs> of actual contenders for a Thunder Rosa. I don't actually know they uh, so like I mean they
1: can I mean Okay, so off the top of my head, like you can bring in Athena, you can rebuild Ooh. Tony Storm if need if need be um, uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, oh. Sheeta can come back and get it and get it an events Um, I'm trying to think who did. Did Rosa have any stumbling blocks before? Um, I mean, there's a few people. Like you, you, you got to heat up some other people. But like, there's they haven't ran out of people. It's just that like, uh doing the own thing like there was a weird uh grouping of, of or pairing of people like they can heat up anybody between like that tag team we just we tag team him mm-hmm. side for that we just saw they can heat up the send towards her they can do title versus title between uh her and jade and they can also like go to a a, a sheetery match so there's all they, they have that all at play um over you know however many months she's going to be continue to be champion but like uh, we'll see. We'll see what her health and what her situation is, or her family situation is, because like there was some reason why she wasn't on the show last night. I don't know what it was, but yeah, they said there was some reason.
0: I can't remember. How they, yeah, they did. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd spend a bit of time building around because obviously everything I say by the time we hit yeah. all out, like if you put the yeah. time in, it doesn't matter. Like you, yeah, it's fine. That's the benefit of having such long gaps between these uh, big pay per views. Is that yeah, the, the show after it might not feel like there's an immediate contender that's fine because you've got months to build one up <laughs> it's all right <laughs> it's okay
1: and and also in this particular uh because this isn't like a normal cycle where you know that there's nothing really big aside from maybe some tv show you're building to like a beach break or whatever else or or what have you but with for ben door being the next big agenda thing on the agenda like I, I imagine you have to build towards uh like uh the next big event for the women's uh division being like uh the the blood and gut show
2: hmm.
1: um you know the week after because like you know there is no there is no word of some talk of like Mayu is going to come with the swa belt and like have a defense on forbidden oh yeah, no no, that. No no, there is, yeah there is no there is no relationship so far right now to my to my knowledge you know i'm a huge stardom hmm. follower or whatever else like there is no relationship between like rossi ogawa and tony khan um so you know, or there needs to be some some type of strain now because, like, when Riho was world champion, she was, most of the time, she was in Japan working stardom for, like, a, uh, for, what, a year? Mm-hmm. Or a year and a yeah. half? So, like, we'll, we'll, we'll see where this ends up going, like, uh, but, like, as of right now, there's no there's no plans for that. Like, if anything, like, uh, from from the word of it's, like, Rossi wants somebody that they're familiar with, which means, like, a champion hitter or a Tony Storm, like, to come to like their big year in show at the end of this year oh, but like yeah. it has nothing to do with like sending someone out mm. to go to for Bindor also there's a pay- also Stardom has a pay-per-view the same day
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah it, yeah well, that we're not going to really be getting anything also my one Japanese star to bring over is Rio to face Jade Cargill because for me that is the match <laughs> that is the one <laughs> <laughs> you really, <run> that. <laughs> just for me. The, just for the
1: just just for the sheer hilarity of like the size difference, oh, yeah. or like you think they can actually go in there and tell a, a really good story based off of the part I... where like Rio's really good and like Jade can dominate somebody. But
0: pretty much, yeah. And I feel like okay. Rio is the kind of if she's the perfect opponent to emphasize Jade's strengths as well. Like it's it's, it's almost like a in the ring like a win win win. Uh, and obviously, the, I feel like the crowd will quite naturally get behind Rio. uh, there's no sign of that because weirdly, Chris Statlander got hold of, heated up to be like a, the next person for Cargill, and the crowd are behind her. But then Athena comes in and takes that spot. So, like, oh, I mean, the crowd kind of still want Chris, <laughs> but they also like Athena as well. Uh, I mean, c- c- Chris can just be next after Athena. Like, it's fine. It's, it's good to have a bit of depth there.
1: Yeah, I, you know, maybe we'll see how this all plays out as far as you know the the trios and the women's uh you know for the TBS thing and see what comes out of it like i you know statlander should eventually face jade and it it doesn't necessarily have to be on the next you know in a few weeks as the next ta- tv challenger she could be being saved for like you know um all out
0: she could be oh yeah yeah easily we
1: just don't know we'll <laughs> okay. see how we'll see yeah. how this goes it's like we'll see how this goes we'll see how this goes
0: hmm. And finally, the main event Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley in a hell of a main event, which had the crowd standing towards the end of it. Even Vince Vaughan was standing. I mean, that was a clip from before the match. <laughs> McCartney Corkin was also there. They're in, they're in LA. There are names here. They've got the one. Uh, they got the execs backstage, which made the MJF promo an even bigger of like the, the balls on you. Like the execs are here for this one, and that's the week you do this promo. <laughs> like that is, there's like oh oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, do you want it's where they're getting all the advertisers to think. Oh, should we advertise on this show? And that's the one with MJF saying "fuck you, Tony." <laughs> so, oh, I love it. Uh, but the uh, main event Moxley bleeds in a blast of a fight. To think these two wrestled at CM Punk's last dance debut and now like, AEW keeping it fresh enough that running this match again feels like a more than deserving show closer. Like, well yeah, a round of applause for that. Uh, John donning the Crimson Mask as Garcia revels in it to you sick fuck chance <laughs> during the ad break. Fight was uh, the best way to watch this version of the show. no swear words bleeps you got so much stuff during the ad breaks (laughs) you got Chris Jericho running off at the crowd where for some reason the audio came back on when it was the uh, splash screen of the logo Uh, we got a bit extra (laughs) so that was nice but then also here I sometimes uh, quite often you realise that it has gone to ad break because the match just dies (laughs) it just slows right the hell down (laughs) this main event did not I had no idea that it wasn't in an ad -hmm. I, I, I didn't know it was uh, it was only when they said Andrew, we're back live on uh, TV uh, TBS" and I was just like, "Wait, really? Like the whole Daniel Garcia smearing Moxley's blood on his face? Like that was in the ad break? <laughs> like wow, I had no idea." Uh, yeah, a really really strong match, uh, but yeah, this, this match feels felt so fresh being the main event, and uh, like, uh, and I think this is what James was hinting at earlier. Oh my God, the X-Plex onto the steel steps. And Garcia sliding a tad under the barricade to, assumedly, curse expletives. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that looked incredibly painful. I. It's one of the more horrific spots I've
1: seen, or horrifying spots I've mm. seen this year. Like, I, he hits with the X-Plex, and he in like. There's a way you can do it on still steps, like you know we've seen a a, a lot, like probably since um, Darby Allen and Adam Page have like turned the the uh, the one piece uh, step sideways and they do spots off and they almost like bounce off of it, oh, right? Yeah. But he explex him right onto the business end, if you will, of the steps, and he, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. like I thought I <laughs> thought he was gonna need a new kidney.
0: It was just. The way that he landed on his like side a bit as well and he just contorted it was and gruesome. oh it looks horrific and uh, yeah the fact he then just grisly. slides under the barricade is like there's a reason he's hiding his face here that must absolutely have killed like oh my god <laughs> that's insane yeah but from yeah I'd say probably even before that the crowd was just so into this match like <laughs> they were yeah. digging absolutely everything. Uh, On their feet for the closing exchange, popping for every single whole transition, shot, what have you. They were reacting to absolutely everything, like it was a piped-in crowd. But it's not, because they're putting on a good show. (laughs) It's this crazy thing. (laughs) TBS allowing the show to run into overtime as well. Something tells me that exec dinner presentation, whatever thing it was, went well for AEW, given what we've seen since. Uh, But Jericho then runs down in the end. Uh, But Eddie's here. Out and nearly stumbling over his own charge as he goes after Jericho, but he rips him off the apron. Uh, the distraction costing Garcia, and after the match, uh, Moxley officially announces that he will join the fray for blood and guts. <laughs> so yes, pretty much just yeah. confirming yeah. to us who's going to be in play.
1: Yeah, like I thought it was. I thought it was a great match. Um, cause what we already mentioned with the spot outside, but like also like the play on the match you mentioned that they had earlier on a rampage. Um where, like, Garcia slaps on at the end. He ends up slapping on, like, this low-angle-looking sharpshooter, and then, and then he leans back, and then Moxley ends up catching him from behind, almost like a Brock Lesnarian type of, you know, grab, and mm-hmm. then, like, slapping on the bully choke to get the win. They played into that same exact spot, except this time um, Garcia, like, gets caught in the bully choke, and he escapes out by putting him into a – by transitioning and putting blocks into a pin and then they get up and wrestle from there. Like I thought like I, I really like Dan Garcia. Right. Like I know um from a like he's one of those guys that like he has to go out there and prove it the second the bell rings every single time he's in the ring. And like for the most part he does that every time he's out there. And I really enjoy like his style of wrestling and, and everything. It, it i I he, he he gets he gets the part of wrestling that I the, the, the things in wrestling I like the most like you know like the Kyle O'Reilly's the the the, the Danielsons where it's like to go out there and like you got to give them something to believe that like this feels like a fight at times right um regardless of like how technically sound you are like if you're one of those super technician types like you got to give people a little something to kind of you know either with pacing or with uh some general oomph to get people to start feeling the match and like garcia does that and he, he's really damn good Uh, Like, I'm not really that – I wasn't really that psyched up for the uh, JSA thing uh, because, like, you know, I I, I understand the kind of talent that – kind of hidden talent that uh, Parker and Lee were, but, like, the Garcia thing was like, you know, he's with JSA. I would have liked him to be in, you know, uh, (laughs) the the BCC instead, but, you know, he found a nice spot for him, and we'll see how this goes because, like, they've been investing a lot of, like – Main event time slots with Eddie Kingston and Matsu with him over the last like eight months, something like that. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Like when they do the killer thing and they mention him, like that's that's real.
2: Yeah,
0: and uh, I just love the character of Eddie Kingston. Just like, oh, I uh, I once murdered a man, and it's like, oh, Eddie, what do you like? <laughs> and just like, no, no. I'm going to do it again. oh Eddie. <laughs> oh Eddie. Like you didn't
1: mur- like you didn't murder a man, you murdered a child. And then and then like you got too much heat on it and you backtracked to say the kid was okay later on. Yeah. Like stop. It. Yeah.
0: And, uh, it's just like, oh Eddie, what do you like? What do you like, Eddie? It's like no, no. I'm I'm going to do it. I've got the weapon in my hand. It's like, oh Eddie, you're such a joker. <laughs> it's just, uh, uh, just escalating him into violent situations, it's like, I told you I would do it! Like, what are you doing, Eddie? For me, that was the whole Danielson and him in exchange. It was like, I told you I killed someone, I would do it again. And uh, I then did a promo saying, I'm going to do it tonight, Dan- uh, Brian Danielson. It's like, What did you expect? <laughs> it's like, obviously. So, yeah, yeah yes. but you have to
1: understand that the Danielson part was like you can't wait until I finish beating the hell out of this dude before you burn
0: him alive like <laughs> oh, you want to yeah. burn me
1: with him well I guess I'm going to have to fight you because I don't want to die either <laughs> oh, along yes. with him you, you
0: asshole mm. yeah, I, I I, did. <laughs> love Danielson's reaction there <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah I'm assuming we're going to get Santana Ortiz and uh, Brian Danielson added to blood and guts as well just to repeat the, the people that were there as well I gotta see how they convinced uh, Danielson to hop
1: <laughs> in this after he tried to burn him alive. And I said <laughs> the same thing to Rich uh, the other night. Mm. Like, once you try to burn me alive, I'm not going to get in any kind of match with you or team with you. I don't give a damn <laughs> if you're friends with Moxley or not.
0: <laughs> I mean, Wheeler Utah's coming back. So they could swap him. Throw him in, him in there. Yeah. That
1: makes yeah. that makes a ton more sense than Danielson ever want to do anything with John with, uh,
0: with Kingston ever again. Yeah, he's the uh, the the will of naive youth. This <laughs> is like, oh yeah, I'll happily do it. <laughs> just, oh, you don't know what you're entering into. <laughs> oh, like Lee
1: from Best leave from Best of Super juniors and "Go do blood guts." <laughs> yes, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs>
0: that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor man <laughs> poor man. Uh, anyway that does bring us to the end of the AEW review we kind of did it in 90 minutes it's 97 for us that's good I'm happy with that <laughs> anyway uh, we'll see where this goes so, there is so much set up from this show like, it's, in, it's insane like, when I was watching it I was like I've got no idea what to make as the title or what to photoshop to make as the thumbnail or the background or anything Just, there were so many talking points what do I choose from And then I just go to Twitter and I see everybody's talking about MGF. MGF, 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 Yeah, I go to YouTube and I see that every other review, everybody's doing MGF. And I'm like, they've noticed. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's made up for me. (laughs) But I was a maverick. I didn't do a thumbnail with him holding a microphone. He's just looking about on the stage. (laughs) So I booked the trend in that way. (laughs) Well done, mate. Anyway. I will be back on Sunday for Hell in a Cell Aftershock, which after Double or Nothing's Lord of the Rings epic, (laughs) it's going to feel... I was like, I looked at the card and was like, there's six matches. They're all Monday Night Raw matches. This might fly by like a a takeover with the pace ruined with adverts just clogged everywhere. For me, that's what this show will (laughs) kind of feel like. (laughs) It's just (laughs) like, yeah. That, that's what I'm expecting. It'll, it'll feel like it absolutely fly, flew by because of like, as much as I loved the quality on Double or Nothing, I was exhausted. And Hell in a Cell was like, Yeah, this looks like it might be two and a half hours. That is lovely. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> and there's only one Hell in a Cell match as well. Like, yeah, wham bam, out the get. Lovely. Yeah, just like, those take- oh, just like the takeovers used to be. Oh, that's fantastic. I loved that. Except for. This, it's
1: not gonna be as good as a takeover. You can stop that. Well, right one, well, it won't, you won't know
0: be. A, we've, <laughs> we've got Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP in a tilt. Two- like I have not got my hopes up. <laughs> like <it's>, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, making sure, making sure. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, yeah. You know. You know,
1: because you know the you know, the key to happiness, in, in, to some extent, is expectations. If you come out here saying that hmm. you know compared to the takeovers, I got to tell you, you for a rude awakening. Because money on
0: it. <laughs> money that this is takeover yeah. New Orleans. <laughs> so, <no. laughs> No, no, no. (laughs) This is. uh, (laughs) I trying to think how I I, I genuinely because the main event's Cody versus Seth in the Hell in a Cell. It's one of those. It's like, Mm. ah, Cody, you've left. You left AEW, but he wasn't really. he's, He's wrestled more times on WWE TV these past since he's come to a WWE than he has in months in AEW. Cause he's wrestling every single week almost, and he's wrestling the same people. <laughs> it's like immediately, Miz and
1: Seth over and over and over. Yeah,
0: yeah, don't look at his cage match. It's 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 sad times. It's like, yeah, it's exactly what he thought it would be. Yeah,
1: I, just... I saw people complaining about like his house show match. I was like, who gives a shit? His oh, house yeah.
0: show stuff, yeah. For me, that yeah, it's uh... a perfect place to practice what you then do on TV. That like, I don't, right? That was it, the point originally, yeah. Though. Like, look, every other industry does this, like stand up comedy that like you think they're not practicing that set before it gets filmed or aired in any way. Like no, they do the circuit. So that they can practice the thing. <laughs> like it's that's not that's, that's that's normal. That's how the that's how you do this stuff. And yeah, perfect perfect place to do that sort of thing. Um but the main event should be great. They've escalated it really well. Segment of war was fantastic. Uh, to really amp it up to give some kudos to the one hell in a cell match where there actually is animosity in there. It's not just oh it's that time of year we need to do the thing. They actually bothered to build up a feud with animosity. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy they did that ahead of time. Uh, oh, it's lovely to see. Um, but yeah, there's also no SmackDown matches. Like that's how Is that because it they've is. been
1: there's been so many like SmackDown people like coming over to Raw?
0: Um as in uh well no. There just there just isn't any like the USOs don't have a match. There's no tag match. I felt like
1: well, I thought the blood, I thought Bloodline was over there, like mess with Russo or not Russo, oh, mess yeah, with yeah. like Riddle. Yeah, the,
0: yeah. The mess. Uh, Orton's uh, gone off injured for his annual. This is when I don't do shows. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so the story is then okay. Riddle's found Nakamura as a tag partner as they kind of build Nakamura, possibly, but not really. At the same time. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's another thing.
1: Like, so Roman's not on the show.
0: correct, Yeah. It's not a money in the bank either.
1: Wow. So, and I remember Roman at some point was like, uh, seemed like he was building towards something with Nakamura, right? Yeah.
0: And then I think. So I'm
1: assuming this is this is the bridge, like, so this tag match is the bridge to get back to Nakamura versus. Correct. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, because okay. this then leads you into Nakamura Reigns eventually as he gives Reigns a win before facing McIntyre in Wales, I am assuming, or SummerSlam, okay. like who knows? But it also tells you. After the Roman Reigns stuff, there's nothing. That is a barren brand. There is nothing going on. There are no matches. Especially, like, they lost Sasha and Naomi as well. Ronda Rousey's currently... Look at that women's division. Like, they looked at it and went, oh, God, there's Raquel Gonzalez and nobody. But Raquel Gonzalez is just smiling, generic babyface now. (laughs) So she can't face other babyface Ronda Rousey. So they're kind of building around a little bit, but... It's that re- that realisation of, oh God, yeah, there was a reason they needed Sasha and Naomi to try and possibly do that. It's because they hadn't built yep. anybody. There is no one. Yep, and, it is Baron.
1: Yep. And not only is Charlotte gone right now, like on her honeymoon
0: thing, like she also just faced her. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's done. That, the only other name you've already just done. Yeah, it is uh yeah. but that's why yeah. there's no match to like, land in the I- cell.
1: Yeah, but, and, and it's so funny that like they're like I don't understand like people are like are being obtuse and like I don't understand why Sasha and Naomi don't want to come out here and just lose to the to the champions already. it's like because after they lose then what they go back to be the tag champions and no one cares about them being the tag champions hmm. like yeah. either build it, a, it, it like if they were to build through the tag division they can keep coming up with new contenders on a on a you know in a pinch or whatever else but like they're bad at booking.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> not building anybody. <laughs> There's nothing there.
2: Right. Right.
0: Yeah, which is shown by the fact that there are no matches on the Hell in Cell card. And I wrote it in my review where I'm now on a Sunday on Wrestling Headlines posting a column where I talk about one thing from Raw, one thing from Dynamite, Rampage, SmackDown, and just to give like a bit of time to A Topic. And in there, I'm just saying. Raw doesn't have this issue. Like Raw has got loads of characters that are actually going somewhere with some form of direction. Some are Ezekiel, and I want to say that my, my favourite gag I saw was when uh, AEW removed MJF from their roster page. Someone went, we're about to see Ezekiel Friedman pop up. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that would just <laughs> this made me laugh. Does <laughs> that running check like when they did uh, Juan Cena, or um, was it Mister America? Was that what Hogan was? Hogan. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just that. Who is the, this the mystery is thing? Everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is uh. Oh, what what the commentator said on Raw, where it was just saying that it's like they they've they've done everything. They've done a DNA test. They've done a lie detector test. But this Sunday. By beating Kevin Owens, to really prove that he is he is he is Ezekiel, <laughs> it was like what? No, <laughs> that's not how it works. Right? <laughs> no.
1: That's not how. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. also, like you know, it, I was saying this to Rich. Like me and him are very skeptical uh, skeptical of like the idea of you do you have uh somebody that you uh have as a marquee player in you know on your current day roster go you know get beaten up or be embarrassed or lose to you know an old time a nostalgia legend and like you know at first i was highly skeptical that like they're actually going to do a match with Austin and they had a match and it was a real match and i was like okay well I, we just got to eat that we were flat out wrong um, what it does, you know, it's gonna be really cool and fun for for Owens. Like, if he's, but if he's concerned about like it, you know, getting hotter or whatever else, I I don't mm. even think that's gonna work. And then like the match was a smashing success by all by all imagination. And like, you're, I was like, we're wrong. But then like, what do they do with him after he has a match with Austin? and should have should be hotter. Like they put him in there with Ezekiel, and it's like okay, so like in a and, our, and the, we were wrong, we were wrong, and then they're gonna end up at the end still making us right. Great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. They didn't. They didn't actually wanna push him in any capacity. But yeah, uh, it's, it's weird because he's doing gr- he's doing great stuff <laughs> in this Ezekiel arc. <laughs> like it's it's all silly, but he's doing like I'm. I'm entertained by the whole thing every week and I'm like I really shouldn't be (laughs) you have no right to actually make it. Owens is a
1: comedic genius Uh, for wrestling he's a comedic genius he's always been he is the like that's one yeah Hmm. it's the same thing that happened with Moxley it was like and Moxley even complained about like the second they found you have a shred of comedic timing or or or, you know or or, uh, comprehension with it they're going to saddle you with bullshit (laughs) and like the porta pot like ever since 2018 with the porta potty and all that nonsense like it's been a, it's been really rough for him at times it's like getting back to what he was like his first two years on the main roster yeah is is really weird like they value him but they don't value him like they should and you you know obviously that's the case for a lot of them but it's like at some point like and he's been around you're not long enough you know what he's capable of like you got to use that like they haven't really used it since uh, with him uh, in that way, probably since like the Roman stuff.
0: Mm, that's actually yeah, that's, that's that's true actually. Yeah, he's fallen down quite. I mean, just look at his WWE 2K rating. He's like eighty three or something. Like he is not like he's a <laughs> like he's a lower mid card. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah because when the when they decided on those ratings, he'd done the rain food and then done what? <laughs> like he was a mid card nothing, <laughs> pretty much. Who they sent out to do yeah. good matches? Like ah uh, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Now he's obviously higher, and I'm like, oh, I should probably lift into at least 86, <laughs> 80-something, like higher end of 80s. <laughs> like, oh, come on. Uh, anyway, but yeah, yeah, that, that was a massive tangent of me just saying, oh, I'm covering Hell in a Cell this Sunday. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. yeah, I'll be doing that. Uh, or And also trying to get my column as well out on uh, the Sunday morning, my time, so sort of by the time Americans wake up, it should all be there. Hopefully, I'm trying to make the Photoshop over the course of the week. <laughs> I've got an image from each show where I've done photoshops of do it, so it's gonna kind of make sense. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I'll be back doing that. Then we'll be trying to be back next Thursday for the AW review again as well. You can follow me on Twitter at the damn implicate, damn. Also, I've put my Twitch there as well, which I've not streamed on in months, but it's still there. It looks nice on the title card and <laughs> the nameplate is <laughs> there. Also, with Wrestling Headlines, you can follow them on Twitter at Russell Headlines. Uh, that's better without an E. Also at Facebook as well for the Wrestling Headlines uh, Facebook page as well. And with that, James, do you want to plug all of your stuff? Oh,
1: you can find me at, on Twitter at JamesBoard87. And you can also follow um, the podcast I do
0: on a weekly basis uh, at One Nation Radio. And with that, <laughs> I say thank you for listening what did you make of the MJF a promo this weekend? the whole thing over this past weekend, <laughs> it's been quite the adventure what did you make of Double or Nothing this, this Rampage as well, for me this was oh, I watched this like, that is top two this year, the entire show I loved it, <laughs> it was so so good um, I'm trying to think of the last one that was as good, maybe it was one with the MJF Jewish promo, because I remember thinking that show is great as well it's a while back, anyway it's a, a top show from this year What do you make of all that? Uh, Let us know in the comments on the Wrestling Headlines website as well and always feel free to hit us up on Twitter and with that I take a big breath to say uh, thank you for watching, liking engaging in any form, any manner, always appreciate it, never take it for granted and with that I say uh, thank you for listening and we bid you adieu adios